Today on War Wait, I have got a room full of amazing women that are sure to inspire you. I love being in this community with them. I know you're going to love getting to know them, but I know you're asking, what do we have in common? We are co-authors in a new book called Unleash Her. You might hear a lot of buzz around this book in the upcoming weeks, and I am just humbled and honored to be a part of this group, and I just can't wait for you to meet them. So I want to talk, start a little bit with some introductions, but some there may be a few of you that this is your first time you've ever listened. And so I'm Keitha Landauer. I'm the host of The War on Weight. Um, I finally won the war on, on my own weight, and now I'm helping other women do the same. Um, my chapter in this book is called Dig Deep. It's where I pose the question of, of why we buried her to begin with. So hopefully we start to start digging deep to find out how we can unleash her. So I could talk this whole episode just about me and all about my chapter, but you get to listen to me all the time. So I'm going to just jump right in with my co-authors, and they're going to introduce themselves, and then I'm going to ask them some key questions about the book. Hey sister, welcome to the war on weight. Do you want to find some motivation to finally lose your extra pounds? Do you want to feel great in your favorite pair of jeans? Do you want some weight loss that's actually sustainable? Have you given up that any program will ever work for you? Well, I'm Keitha and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle. I felt frustrated, exhausted, self-conscious, and despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure, but I finally won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really super simple. And after just a few short months of fueling my body properly, I dropped more than 50 pounds and I'm maintaining it by practicing all the healthy habits you're gonna learn on this podcast. So if you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body, you're buying clothes to hide your body, not celebrate it, you're done having your weight affect all your relationships with others and more importantly with yourself you no longer want to eat your feelings and then beat yourself up about it then this is the podcast for you let's armor up sister and fight this war on weight together hi i'm bella bliss from california the name of my chapter in unleash her is be seen be heard be limitless thank you so much for having us all right. Hey, everyone. I'm Sherry Dixon. Uh, Bella, that was great. And I am from Houston, Texas, um, by way of small town, North Iowa. So I uh, moved myself to the big city when I unleashed her, actually. And the title of my book is, or my chapter is um, Not Crazy, Just Wanting It All. All right. That's awesome. I love the name of your guys' chapters. Those are so awesome. I'm CJ. I'm from a small town in central Wisconsin. And I came into this book to unleash the her that is in me when my cafe closed down. And my chapter's name is Pull the Damn Ripcord Already. Nobody else is coming to save you. Hello. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Ah! Uh, My name is Elisa Fucci. And I'm here from Las Vegas, Nevada. But I am originally from Argentina. I came here when I was 11. My chapter is called My Scars and Wounds Don't Define Me Anymore. Hello, my name is Megan Windhorse, and I'm so excited to be here too. I am from Omaha, Nebraska, and my chapter is called Believe in You. I just love having you, all you ladies here. 
Like this is so much fun. We're from all over and even got Megan. That's really close to me. And we've got California and, you know, we have Texas and all over the place, Iowa, like where we're all from different places. As you know, we always make the joke about my Southern accent. Shouldn't, it does not belong in central Nebraska. So, so glad to have all of you here in some different perspectives, but my chapter, I talk a lot about defining moments. Like I really, that's how I wrote the chapter was I sat down and wrote some defining moments throughout my life that I felt like is what started the process of me starting to binge eat and to really start numbing my feelings and hiding. So tell me something in your life that you feel like was a defining moment that made you unleash her. What challenged you or what happened in your life or that made you decide that it was time to unleash you? And I think well, let's just go in the same order. So we'll start back with Bella. Yeah, for for me, I was in a 20-year a marriage and it was a domestic violence marriage, but it wasn't completely all physical. It was more the mental, emotional So that resilience that I built throughout that whole time was something that really shaped me and who I am today. However, that defining moment was when I was pretty much like on the ground and wanting to flee. This was the last time that violence happened. I didn't know what to do. My bestie was out of town and I was like, where am I going to go? This was my house. And so in that defining moment, I said, I don't need to go anywhere. This is my fortress. This is my queendom. I'm staying. And I don't need to rush myself to do anything right now. I just need to take care of me. So I basically put myself in a meditative mode and just dealt with things whenever I was ready to deal with them. And that was huge because I had never said no to him and yes to myself for all of that time. So that was a huge defining moment for myself. Bella, I have to tell you, I know that I've interrupted, but it's my show. You just brought tears to my eyes because there are a lot of things that that we don't live out loud. Right. A lot of things that we don't say out loud. And a lot of what you just talked about in your story, I think so many women are going to be able to relate to it. It's so deep and personal. And I just wanted to thank you for sharing that because it's it's not easy to share. So thank you. And I can't wait to read the chapter. I don't know about y'all, but I haven't, I haven't read the chapters. I can't wait. All right, Sherry, go ahead. All right. Um, so mine sounds a little bit strange, but my moment was when I became a mom. Kind of give you a little background. I grew up in a home that was pretty chaotic and messy and a lot going on. And I just, I did not have the best relationship with my own mother to where we just stopped being part of a family together. And um, I vowed to myself, I wouldn't become a mom because I didn't want to put that on somebody else. And it just so happened, I became a teenage mother actually. And very surprised, but also very blessed because she was the best thing that ever happened to me. And because of that pivotal moment in my life, I knew that I had to give her the best life that she possibly could have and show her what a strong woman role model was so that she could grow up and be brave and do anything she wanted in life. And um, so that's where my chapter came in. Not crazy for wanting all of it. And um, I have to say we're on the right path and she's grown up to be a fabulous young woman. So I think I did my job, but still working toward more. 
That's awesome. So can you tell us, did you, did, were you an adoptive parent or did you become a step parent? How did, how did, how did you become a parent at when she was a teenager? Because some of us would have liked to avoid the stretch marks, even though I would not give up my children for anything. <laughs> no, I had her. She's my biological child. It was oh, just, okay. It just so happened that surprise, you're pregnant and you're going to have a baby while I was uh, just finishing high school and then to college. And I was a little older. I was 19 when she was born. But, um, you know, when you're not planning that and you're not prepared for that and when you're that young, and, you know, you have to make a lot of choices in life. And um, it put me into a marriage that wasn't the greatest. And I tried to fix that for 20 years before um, we got out of that. And it made me have to grow up very, very fast. And, you know, you just pivot and you do everything you have to do because that little thing believes that you can do it all. And it just changes your life. You know, you're absolutely right. The um, Just this week, I was having a conversation with my daughter, who is an adult and married, and we were talking about some situations that are going on with her friends and things like that. And she's just like, how do they deal with these things? And I'm like, just wait, mm-hmm. just wait as you start to live more life and things get the problems just get bigger and the it gets more complicated. And, you know, it's and at the same time, you just want to ground them and hug them and love them and make sure that everything is perfect in their worlds and, and you can't make it perfect. But I had just looking at the screen now, I know that we have younger and then we have also those that are my age and with all have kids that are older. And it's it's difficult sometimes. I love, 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 love watching my children grow. But I just it's when someone told me one time when they were young that it was like when you were let them drive a car for the first time, it was like you ripped your heart out and put it into a car and then someone was running over it over and over. I still feel that every time I, anything that, you know, you just see something coming or something happens in their lives and it just breaks your heart, but you're, you're absolutely right. There's nothing better than being a mother. And I think that that's awesome that that's what you wrote your chapter about. All right, CJ. All right. I have two defining moments. One was the first one was my mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and her doctor gave her less than two months to live if she did nothing for treatment. I had moved back home. My husband said, move her in with us. We'll take care of her. And my mom was a fighter, but she never lived her life for anybody else. But, you know, she lived her life for everybody else. She never lived her life for herself. And she did defy the odds. She did fight and she survived for 14 months, but she passed away at the age of 64, which is way too young. And it kind of hit me that she never got to live her life just for her. She was always either raising us, you know, doing things for us kids, raising the grandbabies, doing all the things and working and busting her butt for other people, but never really got to experience the joy of living life on her terms and doing her own thing. So that was the first one. And I decided... I'm tired of just doing everything and being what everybody tells me. And I'd always, my entire life, and identified myself with the label of wife or mom or employee. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to start a cafe. I'm going to do something for myself. I've always wanted to have a coffee shop. So I opened a coffee shop. Um, It's funny because today it's four years today for the day that I opened that coffee shop. But what I quickly realized is that you know, I was still not living for myself. Yes, I was doing things for myself and I had this business, but it was like, I literally was killing myself because I was making myself exhausted by doing all the things and trying to keep this running. And then pandemic swooped in and it was like, okay. And in the meantime, I still hadn't dealt with number one, the death of my mother um, and a lot of stuff from childhood. So I was like, 
still in my head, I was still this label. I was just a wife. I was just a mom. I was just a cafe owner. And in the um, realm of three years time, all those things got wiped out. My 21-year-old marriage went to shit and we got divorced. My youngest son left for the Air Force. So I was no longer a 24-7 hands-on mom. So I was no longer a mom in my you know head. Um, and then my cafe was gone. And I was like, okay, I'm sitting in the fetal position in the corner going, I'm just a statistic. I don't want to be a statistic. I need to do something that's just for me. I need to figure out who the hell CJ is and what I'm meant to do. So that was my defining moment. And I jumped in online and I'm like, I got to figure out what really lights me up, what excites me and how I can use my story to help other women. Because I know I can't be the only woman who identifies as just a label. That is fantastic. So I guess that's how you came up with the chapter, pull the Pulled the damn ripcord already. Is that what I think that is fabulous. But you know what? One of the things that I heard you say, I truly believe that your mother, because we've all lived it, she lived her life in joy by serving others. That was her joy. That was her joy. She loved taking care of you. She loved taking care of her grandkids. I know it because I have a servant's heart and I would much rather do a hundred things for other people than do one thing for myself. And I force myself to do some things for myself from time to time. And it's just been such a pleasure to get to know you. And I can't wait to read your chapter. Um, So many women are going to be able to relate. Just a few of us here today, but there's so many stories are in this book that I think that it's really going to change lives. And because we're not alone, we are all experienced some of these same similar things in one way or the other. And sometimes just knowing that makes all the difference. All right, Elisa. Oh my gosh. I, I love hearing all the stories. And it's amazing because uh, we are all so connected. For example, with Bella, like my sister's was, she was in an abusive relationship for 17 years. And I was the one that she would call every time he abused her. So, oh, I feel you. Sherry, I my defining moment is pretty similar to yours, and I'll share it. And CJ, my best friend, passed away from lung cancer um, a year ago, and she was forty, and she had an eight-month-old baby. So I totally feel it. <laughs> it's amazing how we are all connected, and it, it just goes to show you that you never know when you share your story. Uh, how you might comfort someone and um it's just the the pain is what connects us all i've come to to learn that that's what connects us as humans pain and what helps us heal um so when we share our stories and share our pains we're healing and connecting my defining moment was oh my gosh uh when we came here to the us when i was 11 and i came here i had i didn't know the language i i am the seventh of eight kids by the fifth kid my mom was done raising kids really <laughs> she so we i parent myself so when we moved to the us it was uh she she was working two jobs the typical life of, of someone that comes here and just has once the American dream, um, you you do everything you can. And I was left alone, really. And that's when I developed um, severe depression. But my mom was too busy to tell me to see it, to do anything. So that's just led into just being doing making the wrong choices. And I found myself at 15 pregnant and. I I knew 
that, that I knew I couldn't be a mom. I knew I was a child. I was like, I can't, I can't raise another child. <laughs> That's not what it, so from the moment I found that I was pregnant and my world collapsed, uh, I was like, nope, I, I know what I need to do. I know that I am going to give this child the life that I didn't have. I'm going to give this child the parents that I don't have. And even though my parents didn't want me to give the baby up for adoption, because in our culture, it's like, why would you do that? It's like giving away part of the family. <laughs> so they fought it the whole time, even up until the day I was uh, discharged from the hospital. My parents called me and said, we'll go to the courthouse and sign the paper so you can uh, marry this guy. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but I went ahead and two days after I gave, I, I gave birth, I um, gave the baby up for adoption. I gave my son up for adoption. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do, knowing that I wasn't going to see him, knowing that I was releasing and relinquishing my rights as a mom was the hardest thing as a 15-year-old. But I knew it was the right thing to do. And I I knew how happy the couple were when they knew that they were becoming parents after trying for 10 years. So it's a contrast of pain and happiness and how one choice can make someone happy and another person miserable. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't end there because uh, a year ago I met him so when he turned 21 and we reunited um, and now we, I am like a friend because that's what my job is now for him. So yes, that's, <laughs> that was my defining moment where I was able to unleash that part of me, that, that strength, that resilience. And every moment after that, just made that stronger. Y'all at the beginning of this episode, I said that I was with amazing women. Every single one of you is just amazing. That is a phenomenal story to have that wisdom at 15. Wow. A lot of 15 year olds would have just done what people told them to do, you know? And I think that, that just having that wisdom, that is amazing. All right, Megan. All right. Wow. It's hard to come after all of that. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Wow. It's just amazing how brave everyone here is telling their story. And I think that's probably why we were so drawn to this book. You know, it's like, I, I don't know about all of you, but I was so called to this book and it's just perfect for who I represent and and what I represent. So kind of my, I guess my, there were so many defining moments for me, but my biggest one was when I was 20 years old in college, um, I had a near-death experience. I got really, really sick and was in the ER. And in that same week, my friend died and of brain cancer when he was, uh, I think he was 17 or 18 years old. And I had grown up with him and everything was his neighbor and all of that. And we just had a special relationship and it really shook me up, but it wasn't the first time I had dealt with death. So 
I'm not really sure why it was that death that really shook me up more than anything. Um, it was probably because I had my own near-death experience in the same moment or the same time. But right after that, I, I started to experience a lot of what I call now as a spiritual awakening. I didn't know what it was at that time, but I started having crazy lucid dreams and like deceased loved ones were coming into my dreams and visiting me. And I started just like having clairvoyance, which is like clear seeing. So images popping in my head all the time. And, and I didn't know what was happening. I mean, I grew up Catholic and it was like, what is this? You know? And so it was just, it was a lot. And then just a few months after that, my aunt died of cancer um, and she was in her early fifties. So it was a lot to deal with and a short amount of time. And I was really young and I was just somebody that grew up that didn't believe in myself really at all. I, I was the quiet girl that never talked at school in school and was just someone that was like, didn't want to make a mistake ever. Right. I was perfectionist and all of this. And so I, I had a hard time believing in myself and trusting myself. And I trusted everyone else outside of, outside of me. And so I was very codependent. And I got married at a very young age. And so really soon after all of that happened and I was married, leaving my marriage was probably one of the biggest defining moments. Cause that's when I started to really trust myself. I just was like, I'm just going to do it. It doesn't feel right. I started to tr uh, trust my intuition more and just started to call like follow those callings that I got those like subtle nudges inside of me. And I just started to trust it, even though it was really scary. And when I left that marriage, I just started to feel more powerful inside. And it was just like baby steps, but I kept following it and following it. And now I'm an intuition coach and I help people connect to their own intuition. And it's been a long journey, but I have really honed in on those spiritual gifts I have and, and have been able to help teach, teach people how to use them their self. Cause everyone has them and everyone has an intuition. So I teach women how to trust themselves and um, how to connect to their own purpose that way. That's awesome. You know, I 100% believe that we all have that gut intuition. Like we know in our gut when we're not supposed to do something and we do it anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that leads to those really terrible choices. Mm -hmm. Like we know you feel it. And, and it, even though we try to sometimes even say, talk ourselves out of it, but you know, like, and, but you're right, trusting ourselves. And I know, especially, you know, the older we get and we make more and more mistakes and we feel like we failed or we've not done well, or didn't serve this purpose well, or didn't serve this person well, then we start to distrust ourselves more and more. And so it gets harder to trust ourselves. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Y'all are all so awesome. All right. So let's talk a little bit about a little bit how to motivate yourself. So one of the things I hear from my clients, most of my clients, I would say, are in their mid-50s. Um, I would say 45 to 60 is about my normal client. Um, and what I hear from them more than anything is that they just want the motivation to do it because they have just beat themselves up for so long and they've struggled for so long and they don't want to fail again. And, you know, as women, we like to succeed. We like to feel good about ourselves. So we avoid the things that don't make us feel good. And we focus on the things that do. So if each of you could share one way, because I know that you all have a way to motivate yourself or you wouldn't be in this book, because this is a big challenge to take on. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of, I feel like, 
overcoming fear. Like there's a lot of things we have to do to motivate ourselves to get in a book like this. And so tell me one thing that you do to motivate yourself when you have to face a hard thing or make it, make a hard choice, or um, if you have a big goal or something like that, and we'll keep going in the same direction. So we'll start with Bella. For me, everything comes from love. I really feel like our love for ourselves is the most important. That's the only way that we could really connect with other people. So for me, it's all about where my motivations are coming from. One of the things that in the middle, or actually in the beginning of that last time where I was attacked, I had no fear. And that's when I knew that that God was there. God was there. God was in me. God was around me. And so that's um, what I premise everything around is the soul only knows love. The fear, that that's all from our experience. And most of the time, the fear, it grows within us. So instead of doing something where I'm psyching myself out of it, I get comfortable with being uncomfortable and I psych myself into it. that's how I've overcome fear Um, and just with that deep love it's just being my own soulmate first and being my best friend and also being my own hype gal so you know if if I'm to the point where I almost feel like crying (laughs) I tell myself I'm like it's okay it's okay girl you can do this you know you're smart you're this you're that And I uh, am very much into human design. And so I'm like, freaking girl, you are in the master of resources. Like you could figure this out. You know, let's see what we can do. So I just coach myself through it. And uh, that's really how I stay motivated. When I feel like I'm, I'm stuck or I'm in that dark place, I just talk myself, you know, into doing what's serving me or what will serve me because I do believe that we have endless possibilities. We just need to know where what they are. And then as as Megan <laughs> helps people with and just use your intuition to go in the direction that's right for me or that's you know that what I tell my clients, it's just what's right for you, what feels right. So um, that's what really keeps me motivated. I just I'm my own hype gal. <laughs> That is awesome. You know, I think that as coaches, a lot of us, that's what we do is we coach our clients to learn how to coach themselves. Exactly. Because, you know, you have to learn learn how to do that because we can't always rely on other people to be our hype girl or our cheerleader. I recently was at the Joyce Meyer conference in St. Louis, and she's been now, it was her 40th year anniversary of her women's conference that she does once a year, but she's been now like preaching my entire life. And one of the books that she wrote that I absolutely love is called Do It Afraid. And so I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. fear, fear has controlled my life from a very young age and I still battle it every single day. And so I think that absolutely trying to figure out to come overcome fear and be in your own cheerleader is definitely great ways to motivate yourself. I just wanted to add one more thing. Um, uh, I, I, I thought one day to myself, I said, you know, we're, where we as women, we seem to always think from black. What am I missing? What am I not doing? What am I, how am I not good enough, you know, for this and that? And I said, 
oh my gosh, what if I just worked from my strengths? I'm like, oh my gosh, like we could rule the world, right? <laughs> we just work from our strengths. So that's what really keeps me motivated. I just flip that around. If ever I'm feeling down or doubtful and that fear is just, it's always going to come. But that's the way that I do it as I challenge it and say, why can't I do it? And uh, figure out a way that I can. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, absolutely. Imagine what the world would be like if we all saw ourselves the way other people saw us. I mean, honestly, you think about how we look at other people and the love and the, we see their strengths and we appreciate everything about them. But then when it comes to ourselves, we still, like you said, I love how you said it, we start in the black. Like, let's start from love. Let's start from the red, if that's even a thing. Or did we just, we might've just created a thing. All right, Sherry, go ahead. All right. So um, just growing up the way I did, of course, at first, it was a lot about being perfect. And I always felt if I was perfect, then people would love me. And so I always was striving toward my goals and trying to accomplish things for everybody else, for my daughter, for my ex-husband, for my parents, whoever it was in my in my life. And I got to a point where I had to put myself first because that was killing me. That was overtaking my whole being. And so now when I'm striving for something and I'll be honest, I have been very blessed in my life to know hard work and I'm very smart. So I was able to get the education I needed and those types of things. But again, still working so much to please others. I had to say from here on out, I do it for me, just like Bella said, you know, you got to be your own cheerleader, but I think it's more of, I want to live life to its fullest. I'm 51 now and life is short and I don't want to wake up with regret. So I just always tell myself, and I'm a self-talker too. I'm like, okay, girl, get yourself moving, get yourself right. Let's, let's do this. I'm a runner. And so I do a lot of processing while I'm out running. And um, there are many days where I will, you know, just work through all of where I'm at, what I'm working on. And there are times where I have to say to myself, you've done hard things. You can do this. Don't give up. Don't quit because you don't want to disappoint yourself. And um, I, I don't know. It's it's been such a mind shift change for me. And that's what I teach my um, clients as well. That you just have to do life for you sometimes. And it's not about being selfish. It's not about being wrong. But it's about taking care of you. Um, I'm a in education, and my superintendent uses the phrase a lot when you're on an airplane and if you're going down, you, you're supposed to put your mask on first before you, you know, save your family. And that's hard to take in, but then you start to realize that's exactly what this is about. If you're not full, if you can't do it, then your, your people that are around you aren't going to benefit from that either. So um, I just have to get myself right and, and push through and and do that self-talk, but it really is about, you don't want a regret in life because life is just too short. You know, one of my favorite books, and I, I refer to it often, is John Acuff's Soundtracks. Have any of y'all read that book? It's about the soundtracks in your head. And it's about what you tell yourself. And it's exactly what the two of you are just talking about. And it is so good. And he has um, an affirmations in there that you can, like a daily mantra type thing that you can can read out loud. You can customize it for yourself. But it is true. It's what we tell ourselves is really what comes to fruition. 
whether we realize it or not. And so learning how to be our own cheerleader is huge and it's not easy. Sometimes you need a coach to teach you how to do that and to be that person until you can do it yourself. All right, my friend, CJ, tell me what motivates you to get through the hard things. Um, Gratitude. I mean, when I I first read the book, The Magic, and everybody's like, oh, you got to read this. It's life changing, you know, and I'm like, I'm a grateful person. I say please and thank you. I open the door for people, that type of thing. But when you start really looking at every single situation in your life through the lens of gratitude, like, oh, my God, my cafe closed. What is the lesson here? What can this teach me? What am I to learn from this? And you really start being grateful for all the things, even the ick things that you're like, this is life changing. This is destroying me. There's always a silver lining in that. So for me, it's looking for the silver lining. My mama and my grandma always told me there's always a silver lining in everything. And so I never really realized what they meant until I got older. And now it's like that silver lining is gratitude. So every single thing, you know, I start every day with gratitude. Like first and foremost, thank God my brain is healthy. It told my heart to beat and I can, you know, I'm alive today. And so me, it was, you know, just motivating myself with gratitude that I have the gift of life to be able to live today and do the things. There's nothing that I cannot do if I'm grateful for the fact that I'm alive, because if there's a breath in me and my heart is beating, I can do absolutely anything. I just need to make that decision to do so. So in being in gratitude for having that gift is it that's what motivates me every single day what was the book you said the magic the magic and that's all about gratitude yep that's awesome i read a book called a thousand gifts and i too like you thought that i was oh i'm very grateful i'm very grateful i'm always talking about how grateful i am how blessed i am but it wasn't until i was like you tried to make a list of a thousand like every day you start to write like you said today i woke up and i have breath Or it could be as simple as I have a friend, even though she hasn't called me in six months. You know, those are the kind of things that you, if you go from like Bella was saying, go from the dark versus the light, you know, we don't always hear from people that we think we want to hear from. We don't always have all the things we think, but we are still, there's a blessing in it somehow. Um, I was actually on, CJ interviewed me on her Facebook live. And we talked a little bit about um, how that my four back surgeries in 11 months, Um, could have very easily been something very negative. But, you know, now, 15 months later, I'm so grateful. Actually, I'm 10 months post my last surgery today, actually, because it was July 15th when I had my last one. And I just absolutely am just thrilled that I had to go through all that because otherwise I would still be chained to my old job. I would not be doing what I'm doing. I would not be serving other women and I would not be having a blast doing it. I'm still working my tail off. Let's not even confuse that at all. But it's just so different when I'm doing it for myself versus being a slave to to the healthcare world where I was for so long, being on call all night and working 60 hour weeks. It was just crazy. But I can truly be grateful for that now. Whereas I, you know, would before I would have seen it, I would have looked at it differently as woe is me. I had to go through all this. I lost my job and I did this and did that, blah, blah, blah. But I don't. I I just look at it as this is a fabulous thing that's happened. And, you know, hey, I got some extra hardware as a a boot. So, all right, Megan. Oh, no, Elisa. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) So for me, what motivates me is like what my coach Tyson Bradley likes to call it is remembering my inherent identity, remembering who I really am. Some people like to call it their future self, but I believe we already have it inside us. It's not so far away, so distance, it's right, like it's inside us. But 
Some people call it their future self. I think it's remembering that, remembering who I am and choosing who is my master at that time when you're feeling so disappointed, when you're feeling depressed, down, when you are comparing yourself, who is your master in your head? Who has the mic in your head, your brain or your heart? Good or evil, like it's, it's light or dark. Who, who are you giving the stage and then choosing, having that internal battle inside you and really choosing and using your agency to choose that? No, today light is what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to be that future self. I'm choosing to go through this. I am going to get out of bed and get dressed and I am going to go and do what is on my schedule and get it done. And like, and my daughter actually gave me a little sticker that says, not today, Satan. Because that's what it is. It's like, who is your master? So for me, it's choosing. Like, who has a mic in my head? Is it my brain feeding me all these insecurities? Or is it my inherent identity that is unstoppable and capable of doing it all? That is awesome. Absolutely. I do refer to my future self. And I only learned that practice a few years ago. And then sometimes even referring to our previous selves, sometimes writing love letters to that person you know, forgiving that person for the things they've done or celebrating the things they've done and then look into the future is so imperative. This is awesome. All right, Megan. Awesome. Well, so for me, like everyone has said, mindset is everything, but I've noticed like a lot of people have a hard time with catching their thoughts. And so like, that's why self-awareness is everything. Right. And so for me, what I learned and I realized was to become more self-aware and to catch those thoughts in the moment as much as possible so that I can be in tune with my intuition was to really strengthen my nervous system and to really bring safety and presence into my body. And that way it like builds this strength within me so that I don't have as much fear when I'm making decisions and things. So I literally do like hard things with my body, like cold showers after my regular shower every single day to build that in me, to build that safety and that presence and to cho- like to show myself I can do this, this I can do hard things right and it like builds that confidence and it's not only that it's um like keeping these small daily promises with yourself that builds major confidence and so that has built so much confidence within me like I said I grew up not confident you know and not trusting myself and so just those little habits every day that I built in that I kept those promises to myself has really built built confidence and self-awareness more than anything. And it started to like bring more safety into my body so that I, I can follow my intuition and I know right away, Oh, that's my intuition. That's not fear. I'm going to go with that decision. So it's just like, like Bella said, getting uncomfortable in the discomfort or getting comfortable in the discomfort, right. And being okay with being uncomfortable. And that's, that's how you grow and that's how you change. Okay. So this is what I love when things happen, like all things come together just the way they're supposed to. So not too long ago, I was reading this article about this guy who took these cold showers every day and it was some kind of practice. 
So could you just tell us a little bit more about that? Not that it has anything to do with this book, but like, what is yeah. the purpose behind it? Cause I didn't read the book. He, yeah. he, he was advertising his book and I'm like, I am not, I, I live in central Nebraska. <laughs> I am not taking cold showers and now you live in Nebraska. So yeah. maybe, so maybe let me just hear, tell me how this cold shower thing. Oh could my gosh. Me. There's actually so much research uh, on it, about it. And I don't remember all of the facts, but there's like so much, it just brings like, um, safety and, and awareness and presence into your body and then like, it really, you can lose weight from it. Like there's so many things it, it does something with like bringing happiness chemicals into your body, into your brain and all of that, you know? And so it mm. like, it actually kind of gets you out of the fight, flight or freeze response, even though it's really? like kind of putting yourself into it, at, you know, at first it yeah. actually like builds that to get out of it. So getting out of survival state. Cause I am a totally hot shower, like out of the oh, shower, yeah. like scalding type yeah. Percent. Well, I can't I, imagine yeah. this being, I do it at the very end. So like oh, I, even I worse. started to build, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> but you get used to it. And I started to, I took baby steps. So I started with 30 seconds and then I built it up to a minute. And now I'm like, I do it consistently for five minutes. And so it's not that bad anymore. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, it's very interesting because a lot of when I went through, um, I went through some pretty difficult relationships, um, many years back. And I went, as I was through in counseling, they said I was in adrenal fatigue and I was stuck in the flight or flight or fight. Mm -hmm. I can't even Mm -hmm. talk right now, (laughs) but just getting, even thinking about it gets me all worked up. It was because I worked in the cardiac cath lab. And so, you know, in the cardiac cath lab, it's heart attacks are us. So we are constantly on call pager going off. You never know when a patient's going to be fine one minute and not the next. So I was in that at work and then I was in that at, at home and then, you know, all those things. And so they said I was stuck in it. They never once recommended me take cold showers. It's a good thing because I would have definitely left. <laughs> but it's interesting because one of the things I did learn during that time was that safety mm-hmm. is one of our basic needs. Yeah. And when you have had a lifetime of instability and insecurity and not having a lot of safety in your environment, it does contribute a lot to our decisions and a lot to, like you said earlier, like being codependent. And they, and I experienced a lot of that as, as a young child and then, you know, just a lot of transition and things like that. And so I really never felt safe. And I don't know that it was even legitimate, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like it was the sense of safety yeah, so much. And so anyway... But this is very interesting. I'm going to look mm-hmm. more about this cold shower thing. So Absolutely. anyway, we went way <laughs> off topic, but I was like, how did this happen? Because yeah. I was curious about this guy in the cold showers. All righty, ladies. So we're going to wrap up. And what I would think I want to do now is have each of you will just come right back on just for a minute or so. Tell us a little bit about how to find you, what you do, and maybe something that you, how you could serve my listeners. And I'm going to put, of course, I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes so people will be able to find them so we don't have to worry about writing them down. But just tell a little bit about like maybe if you have a free course or if you have a free offering or if you're, I don't know, whatever you do, you know what I'm trying to say. So Bella, let's start back with you. Yeah, I could be reached just through emails, probably the best way. It's through my, your, it's your, your soul passion at gmail.com. So it's your soul passion at gmail.com. And what I love to do, as you have heard, I love to talk about personality. So I have Enneagram background and also I am totally into human design. I get super excited to cheer people on about 
living their life through their personality. Um, what uh, Alyssa said is, you know, really knowing your identity. And as I mentioned about working from your strengths, we learn uh, there's like a whole list, like it's overwhelming list of all of our badassness, all of our superpowers that we have, that we like what you had said um, about uh, how other people see us because they see in us what comes easy for us, but we don't see it because it becomes easy and well, because it is easy. But that's what I do is I help people with a, I call it a personality blueprint. And we could work together for one month and really get to know them, their motivations, what they like and everything else. And then I will provide a, a personality blueprint for them. So that's what I, I can provide. That would be my my offer today. That's awesome. You know, and if y'all do need a cheerleader and you need somebody to be your rah-rah girl, <laughs> yeah. friend, her, friend her on Facebook, you know, you. as she calls it, the badassery. Absolutely. She'll, she'll remind you of that every day. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, Sherry. All right. So um, my little coaching and consulting is a girl and her dog because my dog is my little trusty sidekick. I say he's the unofficial therapy dog in my world. Um, But I do work with um, I really focus on women. My mission is to empower women to just live their best life, however that might be. Um, I focus mainly on mindset, self-image. Uh, health and wellness and leadership. If that's something you are looking for, um, I have a website, findagirlinherdog.com. I'm on all the social media as well. Just type in uh, a girl and her dog. Um, but I also have a podcast. I started on YouTube at the beginning of the summer and then I realized I just didn't want to be on video all the time. So I transitioned over. So I am strong inside and out. And I'm on Apple and Spotify. Those are my two platforms at this point in time. And um, I always coincide my podcast with my blog each week. So I have lots of different ways to get support with me. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching, which right now I'm working with four clients on that. And um, I have some courses. I'm a teacher at heart. So um, my courses are pretty pretty fab, but one is uh, just a six-week course on, you know, just finding out where you are in the world and where you want to be. And then I'm working on a new one, Confident, Courageous, and Clear about living life on your own terms. So check it out. Uh, You can reach me. All of my contact is on my website and all of the links to all of my other platforms. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to go over and see a picture of your therapy dog. I don't know how come I've not seen it. <laughs> I have a dog that I feel like I am his therapy. Like he needs a therapy human because his it's craziness. He's the most high anxiety dog. But anyway, um, I, I will definitely, and we're definitely going to put all your links with your podcast and everything in the show notes. And I can't wait to go over and listen because I didn't realize you had a podcast. Oh, it's how was that? Yeah, it's new and I haven't really advertised it yet because I'm one of those, like Bella said, you just start when, even when you're afraid, I was terrified on that podcast and the first one sounds really, really bad, but I think it's, it's coming together. I, I Let me get an introduction and the whole thing. So every day, every day I'm learning something. Well, new. I will introduce you to my podcast mentor, Stephanie Gass. I give her a shout out anytime I can, because she is the most amazing woman 
ever. She's a great businesswoman, um, but she has her own podcast, The Stephanie Gas Show. Um, she is a podcast mentor and she has taught me every single thing. And let me just tell you about the day that I launched my podcast. So I was told that when you launch your podcast, Apple requires you to have three episodes and it takes about three weeks for it to, to appear because it has to go through the approval process, yada, yada, yada. Well, what they didn't tell me was if you do the steps like in different stages, it instantly appears. Well, I didn't know that. So I had done the original steps when Steph told me to do them, but I didn't have the three episodes. So I didn't think anything about it. So then I'm like, all right, I got my three episodes. I'm going to do this. So I hit the publish button or whatever the button says. And it was like 10 minutes later, I get this email. Your podcast is now live on Apple. My husband comes into my office and I'm crying with my head between my knees. He goes, what's wrong with you? I was like, my podcast is on Apple. He goes, okay, that's a good thing. No, somebody might listen to it. He goes, well, you've been working on it for like months. (laughs) Like, I've paid money to take these courses. I've been doing all these things. And I was so, uh, I mean, I literally cried. I was like, this is terrible. I was scared to death. I didn't want to put I didn't want to advertise it. I didn't want to put it anywhere. I was like, there is no way I'm going to tell anybody I'm doing a podcast. I'm like, what am I thinking? If I don't tell anybody, how are they going to listen? And I'm happy to say that I thought that was at the end of June. I launched at the end of June. And then for in October, I just hit top 10%. And so on listen notes, and that's like a big, that's a big deal. Like, I'm not sure how it happened. I'm still so young and as baby podcaster, I don't even know what it means. I just know it's a good thing. Like it's, you know, I, I started out without a rating and then it went to this rating and that rating. And now I'm at top for 10%. So I'm hoping to go, get to the top five. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, I can't wait to listen. All righty. Where are we now that I kind of got us off track? Lisa, CJ, sorry. <laughs> All good. All right. You can find me on Facebook at CJC, CJC Boyd. Um, I have a workshop right now that I'm doing. It's called Rekindle the Romance with Life by Starting a Love Affair with Yourself. Um, it's all things mindset, um, total package, because I think that women especially need to learn themselves before they can do anything in their lives. So that's what that workshop is about. And I'm also launching a group coaching um, called Queen by Design. It's going to be a month long coaching container. Um, and I just think that it's very important for most people to realize it's the overall package because a lot of times people want to improve one aspect of their life. Like for me, it was was back in the day, it was like, I want to lose weight. So I was like laser focused on, oh my God, I have to lose this weight. So I was like eating the right thing, drinking the right thing, you know, exercising methodically. But then my mindset went to shit because I was like, I'm starving to death. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. So I think marrying everything together and making it all one whole package is really key. And that's what I'm trying to do is to make people realize that they have to work on everything all together. And once you get your mindset clear, everything else starts to fall into place. Absolutely. You and I talked a little bit about this on our last interview is that sometimes, you know, you do need to have a little success to get some clarity, but at some point you have to address the mindset. You you really do. And so I think that your course is going to be great. Yeah. All righty. Now, Elisa. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm Elisa and I, what I do is I'm a relationship uh, coach expert and I help women heal and reconnect with themselves so they can finally break free from the cycle of suffering they're in. And I have a podcast as well. Mine is called Living La Vida Fool and 
I love that podcast. It's pretty much just hanging out as friends, as like how you talk to your sister, having that that time where you vent, where you just hear each other. That's kind of my space. And I have so many good things there, like anything from relationships to parenting to uh, health, everything, entrepreneurship. I talk about all my struggles pretty much and what I'm learning through it. Um, I also have a free guided meditation to help you digest your emotions. It's called Unstuck Yourself. And you can find all the information about that and how to coach with me. Uh, but this pretty much is that. It's how to digest your emotions. Our bodies know how to digest food. Most bodies, right? That, that's like we're born knowing to do that. We don't need to tell the body how to do it. Um, so I created a free guided meditation where you can train your body to digest the emotions because if you don't digest them, you hold them inside your body. That's where all our physical ailments happen. It's because we store all our emotions in our bodies and we get stuck in this pain and in this overwhelm. And so this uh, guided meditation just helps you to unlock that, tap into your body and release it and know what to do next so you can get unstuck. Um, so you can find me on Instagram where I have all my links, uh, Elisa Fucci coaching at, um, or email me. So yeah, on Instagram is at Elisa Fucci, F-U-C-C-I underscore coaching, or you can email me at elisafucci.coaching at gmail.com. That's awesome. I'm going to get that because um, I, as if, if any of my listeners know my history is around emotional eating and things like that. And it's still, it, it comes up all the time. So I can't wait to, to, to get that because I think that is going to be a really good tool. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast. So exciting. All right, Megan. All right. So as I mentioned, I am an intuition coach. So I help women to connect to their intuition so they can follow their soul's comp, uh, calling confidently. And um, prior to this, I was a school counselor and a teacher for about 10 years. So I'm a natural born teacher. So with that, I have uh, programs on connection, on connecting to your intuition. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but my passion is group coaching. So I have a signature group coaching program called the Intuition Mission. And we're currently in our fourth round right now. So it's amazing. And um, I'm going to be building some more programs as well. Um, I also do intuitive readings. I also am a Reiki master. So I do Reiki sessions and I'm a breathwork facilitator. So I do a lot of things with that. And it's all connected to intuition and ways to help you connect to your intuition. And I also help like normalize uh, your spiritual abilities as well and, and bring that into your intuition. So um, I have a free Facebook group called Intuition Connection, and that's a great place to start with me for free. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram at Coach Megan Nicole. Uh, Facebook is Megan Nicole Coaching. And my website is Coach Megan Nicole at um, CoachMeganNicole.com. And there's no H's in that. <laughs> that's awesome. So, all right, everybody, we're all going to see a lot of each other over the next, I'm uh, hoping, year or so. Um, we're going to be doing a book tour crazy. 
did any of us think we were going to be on a book tour? That's kind of crazy. Um, anyway, I look forward to Megan. I think it's the closest to me. So her and I are going to hook up and go and do some, some book signings together in our local area. And I know that we're going to be meeting up with other authors in different cities. Um, I just want to thank you all amazing women for being here and giving me an hour of your time this morning on an early Saturday morning, especially for those of you on the Pacific time. I know you're, it's really early for you. So I appreciate you. And I just look forward to working with y'all over the next year. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. You guys, you, all of you are so amazing. I can't wait. Sisters, did you hear that? Oh my gosh, these ladies are amazing. And it's just a very small portion of the authors that are in this series with me, as well as in this particular book, Unleash Her. So you can head on over to coachkeitha.com and go to the Unleash Her tab and you can pre-order your book and it will be signed by me and I'll send it to you as soon as they get into print. The ebook will be coming out on October the 25th and it's going to be a huge 99 cent sale for the first couple of days. So I hope that you'll jump over to Amazon. Um, I'll be posting those links on my Facebook, but you can go over and buy the 99 cent ebook. And then if you want to get the paperback that'll be coming out, you'll be able to get that directly from me and I'll make sure that you get a personal card with it. So the other thing is a little of an update. I got a new website. It's called thewaronweight.com, thewaronweight.com. But you can always use Coach Keitha. They kind of work together, but I just wanted to make it a little bit easier for you to find me. So head on over to thewaronweight.com and pre-order your signed copy of the book. Until next time. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes, as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.